Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT. Today, for the second week in a row, we are joined by Stephanie. So, Stephanie, thanks for joining us for the second week in a row. Hey, what's up? Not much. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So this has been a pretty uh, interesting uh, week with wrestling, and we just got done uh, TakeOver a few days ago. So how did you feel about uh, TakeOver Toronto overall? I mean, overall, I can't really think of a TakeOver that's ever disappointed me. Um, I thought it was great. It was everything I expected. And for the most part, it was everything I expected. So I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty strong show. There was a few disappointments on my end, but we'll we'll get a, we'll talk about that when we get to those matches. Right. So the first match of the night was the Street Profits um, successfully defending their uh, NXT tag titles against the Undisputed Air. Um, how did you feel about this match? Well, I thought it was a good match overall. I can honestly say, as much as I love, love, love the Street Profits, I didn't expect them to win. Yeah, I didn't either because they've been on Raw every week for the past like month, month and a half. So it was kind of obvious that they're probably going to be, uh, you know, on the main roster permanent soon. So you think they would uh, take the titles off of them, but they, they threw us a curveball. So kind of curious if they'll take the titles off from, you know, this uh, next set of tapings, which I think they actually might be recording the, tonight. Okay. Or <laughs> if they're going to keep it on them until the next takeover. And it's like, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing that they retain because when I saw that they did, I'm like, okay, well, our whole theory of Undisputed Era taking all the gold was out the window. But yeah. I was trying to look at it like how they did with Kevin Owens or Sasha Banks where they brought them to the main roster, but they were still the respective champions of NXT. So I was trying to look at it like that. And then I like what they have them doing on Raw, like, just kind of sprinkling them in, because they're mm-hmm. both just so charismatic, why wouldn't you want that? Exactly. I know you get uh, really excited about them every time they have a segment on uh, Raw. I do! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I guess it was a nice little surprise. I mean, I personally wanted to see the the Undisputed Air, you know, drenched in gold. Right. We're not gonna see that, at least not right now. Like, um, the only thing that kind of sucked you know, with that was, you know, kind of made other matches more predictable. I kind of figured, okay, well, Roderick Strong probably ain't going to win. And I was thinking, okay, well, Adam Cole probably might be dropping the title. So I started looking at it as maybe they're all coming to the main roster soon then. Because the Undisputed Era, they've been in NXT for two years now. So it's kind of into that time where they might be coming up in the near future. Well, I think with... Uh, the guy that just signed that made his debut at TakeOver. Oh, I, uh, Austin. Austin uh, Theory? Uh, yeah, something like that. I think he's from Evolve or something like that. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him until I watched that Evolve special and I was blown mm-hmm. away because it was amazing. So with him being this big star, because I was like, well, let me find out a little bit more about him. I'm thinking now that he's there, they're going to groom him and maybe do something with him and Adam Cole. Honestly, I hope so because, you know, I mentioned this before, like there's not a lot of big name free agents out there anymore because, you know, even uh, Impact has gotten some, you know, other free agents. So WWE really needs to find 
some of these guys, the diamond in the rough, like they need to get someone. And I, I think, you know, I've heard a lot of hype about this guy. Mm-hmm. I not seen his matches yet. I think I need to check that out now. There were, I saw some other people on Twitter too that were like really hyping him up and really excited about, you know, them showing him in the crowd. So I think I need to look at that because, I mean, they need people. They haven't really brought in any like huge names lately. Like the last big name they brought in, I think, was um, Matt Riddle. Yeah, and he made a splash. So, I mean, we'll have to see. But I think the Street Profits will definitely be here at least until War Games because I know War Games, they usually do the tag team, the big tag team thing in the – in the was it like – isn't it two cages or something like that? Or yeah, two rings? two cages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think they'll, they're going to have a big match there probably with the Undisputed Era and another team. Yeah, I, I'm we'll trying to think, or maybe um, who's the other tag team? There's Breeze Angle now. There's uh, the, the Forgotten, Forgotten Sons. Yes, they haven't really been doing much with them lately, though. So I think it might be Breeze Angle getting that spotlight instead. But you know, kind of have to see. Yeah, but I I thought overall it was a it was a great match because I love all four of those guys, and I yeah. like the fact that it wasn't predictable. I'm like, oh. So this is what yes. we're doing. Because usually NXT is very predictable, which isn't a bad thing, though. They usually give us what we want. Right, right. But I guess, like I said, this next upcoming weeks, we'll see what kind of direction they're going with them. If they're going to drop these titles then or kind of feud with another, you know, it has to be two teams, I guess, if they're going to be in war games. But I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited for these next set of tapings to see because we're going to get a lot of, you know, new fresh feuds coming up, so... Definitely. Yeah, I always, unfortunately, spoil it for myself. Though I always look up online and see what happens. Like you, I can't. You gotta stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I just can't help it. Honestly, that's just how I am. I'm very impatient. Well, I think uh, you and a lot of other people. Then. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good and bad thing because if something good happens, I get excited for that episode. It's like, oh well, so and so is debuting, or you know yada yada right. i'm definitely gonna watch this but you know then it does ruin the surprise factor as well but uh, moving on to the next match and this was actually my personal favorite match of the night eo shirai versus candace LeRae. absolutely the best they match on, yeah my killed favorite. it yes so before we actually like talk more about the match how do you feel about EO and her entrance she had a, like she kind of did like a crazy girl kind of thing like you know b- brushing her hands and her hair and just acting like a loony I definitely liked it just with even with her theme song before she even came out I'm like this is perfect if she's going to be a villain now this theme song is it, it sounds villainous it sounds like something a villain would come out to Yes. You know what I really wish was her theme song? That song that they were playing in the promo video for oh. their match. Uh, it's like Poppy. I think that's her name. Yeah, okay. I was looking at that last night. I'm like, this is okay. <laughs> this is kind yeah, of I remember, like, I Yeah, they used one of their songs for a takeover in the past. And I remember mm. thinking it was like really interesting. You got this like you know, pop singing girl kind of thing in this like really heavy metal band. I thought that was kind of interesting, but I think that song that they use like kind of like fits her character really well. But I do like the one now; it's still pretty cool. Yeah, 
it's just like I, I do miss EO's old entrance though with the mask on and all. I used to, you know, get really motivated when she came out to that too. But I mean, she's making this work. I, I think she's the probably the second best female heel right now in the in NXT. Oh, absolutely, I agree. But I mean, their match though was fantastic. I honest, I, I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't think it would be the best match. I, th- I thought um, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano were going to steal the show again. Mm-hmm. But it was all EO and Candice. Yeah, I definitely agree. I like the fact that, you know, because we got Candice sprinkled in, but then she was kind of, well, not kind of, she was viewed as, oh, that's Johnny Gargano's wife. I mean, I still yeah. saw her as an individual, but to finally let her step outside of that, like, well, I mean, I can wrestle too. I mean, that was amazing. Yeah, she could really bring in. I think any fan who knew her previously before NXT right. looked at her as that single star. But you know, anyone who didn't really follow, you know, outside of WWE was mm-hmm. looking at her as Johnny Gargano's girlfriend. You know, kind of like you know, looking at Zelina Vega with Andrade, like like the you know person by their side and all that. You know, or the ring manager, or whatever. But Candice can bring it. And it really disappoints me that they waited this long in into her NXT career to actually like showcase her like that. And you know what? Stuff like that I think is because I understand what you're saying and I don't disagree, but at the same time I'm like I'm kinda glad that it may have taken as long as it did because I'd rather have her in something that like a few that mean something rather than just like a bunch of throwaways. Because with that match that they had, I don't want their feud to end. No, I want them to have a trilogy. Right, exactly. Another match at War Games. I want to see a stipulation, like maybe like a tables match or something. Because Candice LeRae, I don't know how like familiar are previously before WWE. She did some hardcore stuff. Yeah, I would see of- pictures of her and Joey Ryan. I'm like, oh, that's that's her with a blood covered face. All right. Yeah. yeah, she's done a lot of hardcore stuff, and you know, in the, the stuff she did with Joey Ryan, like I'm not even gonna talk about that, but yeah, like she can she can really go all out. I wouldn't mind seeing her in like a match with like thumbtacks or something like that. I don't know what it you is know, with something... you and thumbtacks, man. <laughs> I am very old school, honestly, and you really can't fake that no. when you. And get slammed in thumbtacks and you see it sticking in them. I, I don't know. It's just it makes me cringe and I love it. Like, do you remember <laughs> Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho fought in that uh, asylum match? Yes. Yes. Dean Ambrose and started pouring on Chris Jericho's face. That was amazing. I love it. <laughs> and just because, like, that was probably real. That wasn't him just acting. I was, you know, if someone's pouring thumbtacks on the ring and they're about to slam me on it, I'm going to be scared as heck. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. As I much mean, as we've seen women, you know, all the different types of matches they've done within the last few years, we haven't seen anything to that, you know, severity, so I want to kind of see, if anyone's going to do it, it's Candace. Yeah, she really, even the tweet that she put out after the takeover was over well at least i got to be candace loray i'm like perfect perfect exactly because even with her losing like it irritates me when okay i really like people but then just because they may lose a match like if my favorite loses a match (laughs) i'm not gonna oh they're buried i didn't even think about that 
I'm like, this was, they made each other look good. That match was phenomenal. Just because you lose doesn't mean you're buried. A lot of fans get, you know, are quick to, you know, accuse WWE of burying people just because they lose. If they look strong in the loss, right? They're if they're losing over and over and over, I get it. You know, depending on you know the storyline, right? But you know, this was you know just one loss, and you know she really brought it. And sometimes losing actually benef- is beneficial to some wrestlers. That you know, especially when you get the crowd support. Like I know Becky Lynch, her first big match that she had as a single star was against Sasha. She lost. After the match, they had the moment where they focused the camera on her. You know, Sasha had already left and all the stuff like that can, you know, be the beginning of, you know, a hot run for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We could see Candice win the next match. And then once you know she could be in a feud with Shayna, you know, and she could be the one to her, you know, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know after that match, I went back and watched it again. I'm like, I cannot believe. Like, I mean, I like a lot of the women's matches in NXT. I mean, there are a lot of hidden gems and a lot of talent. But that one, I'm like, that's probably one of the best women's matches I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of Shayna Baszler's matches have been good, but not like that. Because Shayna has that, you know, certain type of in-ring skills that she does and she really well with it, but as far as the exciting factor and the stuff that like Candice and EO do, Shayna mm-hmm. can't. And, you know, Shayna's matches have obviously been the ones that have been showcased on TakeOvers and also we're actually got to see a little bit of something different, something that we haven't seen since like Ember Moon and Asuka and Sasha and Bailey and, you know, etc. So it right. was it was nice seeing, uh, you know, something different because, I mean, Shayna's been champion for over here when you combine both of her reigns so it was cool getting a little taste of something new right yeah so that match was that was the match of the night for me personally me too I couldn't agree with you anymore alright so the next match uh, which actually wasn't a shocker for me since you know the Undisputed Era lost uh, for the tag team titles we got to see the Velveteen Dream defend his North American title in a triple threat match against Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. Fantastic match, as you know, expected. Um, were you uh, happy with uh, Velveteen retaining? Hmm. Uh, initially, it, was just, it just kind of let the air out of the room for me, but for like two minutes. But he's such a spectacle. And he's such a character. Why wouldn't you want to have a title on him to draw attention to him and the brand? He's amazing. That is not the same Patrick from Tough Enough in 2015. Uh, I hated him Tough Enough. He was a <laughs> jerk in my opinion. But yeah, like he is a completely different person. I didn't think he would come this far, honestly. Like you know, I think he's probably the most successful out of all of them, honestly. And he's actually still in NXT while uh, Mandy Rose and Cindy Villa are actually on the main roster. But he's having so much success. That gimmick is so over. Yeah. And it's like, I, it's like I do – I want him to hold the title longer because once he drops the title, unless he gets put into the NXT championship, you know, um, pitcher, he might come to the main roster. And I fear that that gimmick's not going to – 
you know, get over with your, you know, casual audience. Right, yeah. I don't want him to be like a Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, his gimmick was over in NXT. Then when he came to the main roster, he kind of, you know, sank. So it's like his gimmick kind of reminds me of that. So I think right now he's, you know, he has a good thing going for him. Why not just keep the title on him? And and I think about that a lot too. But then I don't know if I'm just trying to be too, like, positive about it, which isn't a bad thing. But I feel like now with looking at NXT, well, not, we'll take NXT out of it, but like looking at the main roster with both Raw and SmackDown, it's different, but in a good way because they have like, you know, what, Heyman and Bischoff. So it's like yeah. with people coming up to the main roster, I'm like, well, maybe they'll have more of a shot than what they would if Vince was like still 100% of everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. It just, it's just at the end of the day, Vince still yeah. has 100% control technically. But I think with um, Heyman and Bischoff, I think he's like given a chance of saying, hey, I'm going to let you do your thing. Let's see how it goes. I mean, so far it's going well. Yes. Yes. I've been meaning that because usually um, a lot of the pages I follow, you know, mention they talk about the ratings. And how well they did week to week. I have not been paying attention to that lately because, especially, you know, I, I really want to see you know, what's going on, you know, how well the ratings have been since, you know, Heyman and uh, Bischoff took over. Right. Yeah. I mean, with, with stuff like that, I mean, it's always going to be floating out there. But it's like before, I feel like, okay, well, I'm loyal to the soil when it comes to WWE and their episodes with Raw and SmackDown are hit or miss. So I mm-hmm. and initially, I kind of felt almost obligated to watch just to keep up with what's going on and because Mm -hmm. i mean i like i like to watch it but then it's like now i don't feel obligated at all i'm like okay i cannot wait until monday and tuesday which is a good thing yeah that is a good thing because i mean you want to watch it not just so you can keep up with it and just know what's going on you want to watch because it's entertaining to you right and for the last, you know, month and a half or so, or even maybe up to two months, it's been fantastic every week. I mean, ever since, you know, I finally got the schedule change and all that kind of stuff, I've been satisfied. Yeah, you know, me too. It's been fantastic. And, you know, this is great because I remember when I got back in the wrestling back in like 2010 and all, I was enjoying it for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then for like, last few years it's been going downhill and i remember i would always tell myself like because obviously i've been a big fan of nxt for years i would say oh well you know when kevin owens comes up to the main roster when sasha comes up you know when sammy Zayn, and, uh Alistair no you're, Black, you're breaking know, up a little bit just a little bit oh sorry that's okay but uh yeah oh and i would always think oh when all these wrestlers you know from nxt would come up things would be better yeah and they would come up and just WWE kept fumbling the ball with them and it just it was just such a disappointment. I like I wanted wrestling to be so successful. And there's like sometimes I would um I would drop out of you know WWE and start watching a little bit more Impact. Mm-hmm. But now it's like I don't you know really have to worry about that you know um, especially because I th- I think you know um, we're gonna get that WCW and WWF kind of thing going on when AEW debuts. Oh so yeah, I- that is coming up. Yeah, so I think this is going to be a healthy competition for both companies, and I think this is going to be a fun time to be a wrestling fan. So I think this is uh, this is going to be a really fun, you know, next few months. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I, I agree. Because I am going to check it out when it comes out in October. Because I want to get to know a lot of the characters. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with a lot of the AEW people. Because, I mean, when I watched, um, which one was it? I think it was Fighter Fest. That was the first time I'd ever seen, like, Kenny Omega and, like, the Young Bucks fight live. Oh, I've seen, okay. you know, YouTube matches and all that kind of stuff. But it was... It was definitely a you know a nice fresh breath of air and you know I think it's gonna be really fun. No, I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, so um, I think you know this is gonna be uh, probably uh, the best you know wrestling we we're gonna be getting in years, honestly. Yeah, it's but, gonna uh, be fun come October. Yeah, especially because you know you also have to consider that WWE also you know will will be competing with you know the NFL and you know the playoffs for baseball and all that kind of stuff too. So they got to really step up their game. Yeah, and they're and they're doing that, and it's about time. So, I mean, just yeah. going back, just going back to the match with the the triple threat, all three of them, it would have been hard to pick. I'm just glad that regardless with you know a Velveteen winning, I would have been happy with any of them. Yeah, me too, because, I mean, Pete Dunne was a fantastic UK champion. I wouldn't have argued about him being North American champion. Right. It, been, it honestly would have been really weird if Roderick Strong would have won, considering how O'Reilly and Bobby Fish lost. That would have been kind of a weird kind of storyline to go with. But uh, especially that entrance, though, that entrance was fire. Oh, yeah, he beat out everybody. I'm like, nobody's touching that. One weird thing though is usually when they do these special entrances for these wrestlers at Takeover, usually it means they drop the title. Because they, I know they did like the big entrance for Sasha Banks when she dropped her title to Bailey. Same thing with Ember Moon and Bobby Roode, and um, uh, I think even Drew McIntyre too. Yeah, they did. They had like a lot of people. I think with the kilts and bagpipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems like that's kind of a big like send off thing they do from Hey, let's give you this big entrance, this is your last takeover kind of thing. But no, he won, so I mean, that was cool, though. Yeah, that was a great match. I mean, I he's good. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. And even, like, when I went to that NXT show a few weeks ago, when he came out, he just has... I was like, oh, he's right there. Oh. <laughs> who, uh, who else was at that show? Man, there was... Uh, let's see, because it was him versus... It was Velveteen versus Roderick Strong. Tyler Breeze versus uh, Damian Priest. Oh. Shayna versus yeah, Shayna versus Mia. Cameron Grimes versus Pete Dunne. When he came out, I lost my mind because <laughs> I'm like, I never thought I would have seen him live. Then there was Bianca Belair, and I and Q. Asian lady, uh, Karen something. Karen Q, yes, she was amazing. It was them. It was those two versus, uh, Rhea Ripley and the girl with the cowbell. The cowbell. I cannot remember her name, and I feel bad because I think she is great. Has she been on any of the actual tapings? Yeah. Look her up, cowbell. I cannot. If she wears um. Not Spanx, but um, she has like a cow a cowgirl thing going on almost, but like she's really mean. I'll have That's... to look her up. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, 
Did you get any like pictures and videos from that event? Yeah, I got. I did take some pictures. I took a lot of pictures, videos. They were like, no, you cannot record any. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I went the raw years ago. I, I got some videos, but it was really crappy. Honestly. Yeah. Then there was the Street Profits versus the Forgotten Sons. Huh. Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle. Ooh, was that a good match? It was amazing. I mean, I was shocked that they had so many people at one show. Yeah, that that does seem like a lot of matches. Was it like a two or three hour event? It was about a two, two and a half hours. Huh. Yeah, I need to look out for them to see if they're coming to Baltimore anytime soon because I would really like to see uh, NXT event live one day. Yeah, I mean, I'd never seen any of those people before. So I'm like, this is... I lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, I know you definitely had to have been excited for Pete Dunn. I know you're a huge fan of him. And Bianca Belair, my friend, was looking like, are you okay? I'm fine, <laughs> but she's she's right there. I don't think you understand how close she is. Because I think she's just the total package. Yeah, she is. I th- she's definitely ready for Maine, honestly. Um. I'm just hoping that they utilize her well. Like I, I've been saying for a while that uh, when she comes to Maine, I want them to pair her up with Sasha Banks. Because that wouldn't be that part. wouldn't be fair to everybody else, man. It wouldn't. <laughs> right, and that's the whole point. I'm not going to argue about that. They can, <laughs> they can they can bury everyone other than Ember Moon, obviously, but they can bury everyone else, and I will not care because you know because if if she's with Sasha, you cannot. You know, you cannot lose her in the shuffle. No. She's going to be, you know, the muscle. She's going to be on TV weekly, you know. And then after Sasha wins the title, you know, maybe they could do a program with them too, you know. Right. But, yeah. you know, we'll have because they were, the, the weird thing is they were, you know, aligning Bianca with that Karen Q. So I didn't know if they were um, grooming them as a team to maybe join the tag team division on the main roster. Or if that was just something they were doing at live events just to do it, you know. And and seeing them together at the live events, they were in sync and they just meshed very, very well. And that was the first time because I didn't I don't really know a lot about Karen Q, but her and Bianca Belair, I'm like, wow, they they are so fluid together. Yeah, that's what I was hearing too, and I saw like the pictures and all. They seemed like they had a lot of chemistry. It's just, it's just really disappointing that Karen Q got hurt. Yeah, I don't know how her energy injury is and how long she's gonna be up, but that that's really uh, a pretty big letdown that she finally was getting some you know kind of you know storyline and all that, and now she gets hurt. Yeah, that was disappointing, but hopefully she'll come back better than ever because she's really good. Yes, yeah, she is. I mean, they got a lot of great uh, women in uh, on that roster that you know we don't see on TV that often. Cause I don't know if you see them. I'm a, like a, I'm a really big Lacey Lane fan. Oh no, I know, I know. <laughs> I saw her at the um, May Young Classic last year. That's the first time I really saw her, and I was like, wow, she's really good because I, I like the whole like athletic, like quick, you know, type of wrestlers and all. Like I've always been a big fan of those type of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So she kind of kind of has a similar kind of gimmick that Ember Moon has. Like, she comes out with the scarf on and all that. But, uh, 
and then she does the um she has like the color contact so I, I like all that stuff so yeah i'm a pretty big fan of her and then you you know you got dakota kai who you know oh man you know Got, you got some other gems out. I like that one uh, other Asian lady, Exaya Lee or something like that. She's really good. Oh, Zai Lee? Yeah, she's good. So, yeah, they got a lot of gems in uh in NXT in the women's division. So, you know, there's no short shortage there. So, but speaking of women's wrestling, we got to see Shayna Baszler um, defend her NXT Women's Championship against Mia Yim. And I have to say, this was a pretty big letdown for me because I personally was excited for this match for a lot of reasons because they've had good matches in the past, mm-hmm. especially at the May Young Classic two years ago. Right. And at the same time, I've been a big Mia Yim fan since uh, the first time I actually ever saw her was in 2015. She had a match on NXT against Charlotte Flair. That oh, was the okay. first time I. That that was just one of those like one time things, and I guess she was in the air, or whatever. And I looked her up on like YouTube, and I was like, "Wow, she's really good." I just kept, I just followed her ever since then. And seeing her finally come to WWE like was a big deal for me. Like I was so excited, and then finally seeing her in an actual like, you know, with a big spotlight, I was. I was really highly anticipating this match. I knew she probably wasn't going to win, honestly, mm-hmm. but I'm really happy just to see her get utilized properly. Because even in TNA, she uh, at one point was the knockouts champion. So I'm thinking like she has this potential and her and Shayna go out there and they have just a horrible match. And I hate saying that because I, I don't not like using, you know, a negative word in the same sentence as one of my favorite wrestlers. But right. I don't know what it was because they they've had good matches before. So, no, I agree. I agree. Well, yes, when I, I saw them at the live event, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, we know how this is going to end." So, but it is what it is. It was a great yeah. match, but when I was looking at the the takeover match, it just something seemed off. Yeah, like, I don't know if maybe one of them weren't feeling well, or maybe it was just too much pressure for Mia Yim, because she's, realistically, she's never been in a, she's never had that kind of spotlight, like, it's one thing competing, you know, at, you know, Full Sail University in front of, what, like, a thousand fans, I don't know how many people are in that building, but when you're at a big, you know, event like this with thousands, I think maybe it was a lot of pressure for her, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it it wasn't one thing I will say it wasn't like the worst match that I've ever seen. Well, oh, no, no, let me let me let me let me take that back cuz that doesn't no. I I went into it with really high expectations. Mm-hmm. So it's like I see the match I'm like something is just off with their chemistry. It just wasn't it had some good spots. It did. But it was just something really off with their chemistry. I'm like, this isn't anything like I thought it was going to go. I mean, they still did the damn thing, but I was just, I was left a little disappointed, but I don't dislike them any less. Shayna yeah. is a lot better. Shayna's a lot better than what people want to give her credit for. I think for her to be, because you know, I love a heel champion. So for her to be how she is, and she's just so 
maniacal and she's just so nasty she's perfect and the way that she submits people i'm like that's perfect she's so mean i love it keep the title on her i love when someone's like doing um a you know high spot on the top turnbuckle and they they try to do like a frog splash or something like that she just like grabs them in midair and puts them in the you know the choke box she is she she doesn't get you know enough credit than what she deserves from a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. I definitely like, I want her to hold on to the title until the right moment. Like you don't have to rush the title off of her. Find the perfect like I've said before. Like I want to see. I think Dakota Kai beating her would be a good storyline considering they had the matches. So they so they have history and at, at the same time they have that whole um where they could do for Dakota. And you're you're breaking up a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, That's okay. Sound better. Say something again. Sound... Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, it might be just my connection. I should have uh, unconnected the Wi-Fi, but but yeah. Um, you know, they just need to find the right opponent. I'm just Shana. really torn because the story with Shayna and Dakota Kai, just like you said. It writes itself. But at the mm-hmm. same time, my love for Bianca Belair is so strong. I want her to be the one to take it. Me too. Like, I would love that. My only thing about that is, like, I want her to come up to the main roster soon. Gotcha. That's, that's the only thing I felt like if they were going to put the title on Bianca, it should have been when you know, she had her match at the, the Royal Rumble pay, or the Royal Rumble takeover. Mm-hmm. But you know, if she won the title at War Games or whatever, I still wouldn't be mad. I still would love it because right. obviously, at the end of the day, I think she'll get more stronger in NXT than she would at the main roster. Because I still will forever always have the fear for you know, a lot of wrestlers of how they'll get booked when they get to the main roster. No, and that, and rightfully so, because we've seen. Some like I like I say weekly, for example, like with the War Raiders. Like I kid around and I joke and I say, I mean, anybody that wears a costume, they just don't make it. I mean, the Shield wore costumes, kind of, and they were three of the biggest stars in the company. But the War Raiders, from what I saw in NXT, I'm like, oh, these guys are good. They're athletic. They're just wow. But then when they got to the main roster, I'm like, what is this? Come on, yeah. like, what are you doing? It's not like they don't need tag teams. You need tag teams. Exactly. Like I, I can't say what happened. I mean, they changed their name to the Viking Experience because apparently uh, Vince McMahon doesn't like the word war or something like that. It's, it's just really stupid stuff. And um, I think it was they kind of rushed them to the main roster too. Like they won the titles, and then you know once you know they're on the main roster. Yeah. And I, I think it was one of those things where WWE wanted the. They wanted to generate some buzz, you know, get a little excitement, some new blood up there, and then really had no direction on what to do with them, which is clearly the case because they're just randomly having them fight local talent every week. And I try to be positive with them because they did the same thing with Braun Strowman. Well, no, that was after they broke him away from the Wyatt family. Yeah. But I liked Braun Strowman's story with it because he – you know, he was fighting some like funny characters, like you know, um, what's his name, James Ellsworth. Oh, and then yeah. he started doing the whole storyline. I want more competition, so they were throwing you know him versus two other people and three other people, and 
you know, they made a storyline about like he was going around backstage pouting that he wanted, you know, more competition. Like, so it turned into something. Right now, that's literally the same thing right. every week. Viking experience or War Raiders. Um, so whatever they're it, going by this week. Yeah, it's just. And then they added like the you know like they gave more of a costume kind of thing you know like you mentioned like they didn't have those like helmet things whatever in uh nxt not that i remember at least mm-hmm. so uh, it's just like i get really scared when you know a lot of my favorite wrestlers from nxt get caught up i mean i'm confident in adam cole yes i think he'll come up and kill it just because you know he has the look he has the promos and the, you know, the mic skills He's, you know, and he has the undisputed air. That's the thing is they can come up as a faction and kind of like wreak havoc on the roster. Yeah. No, I, I, the fear that you have is rightfully justified, but it's like, I still have hope for them because think about it. They brought up Nikki Cross. They brought up EC3. They brought up Lacey and whomever else all at the same time. And look at Nikki Cross now. Yeah, she at, for a while was there. They had nothing for her, and then they put her in this thing with Alexa. And I'm not going. I didn't see that going anywhere. And yeah. it just, it just, it organically got over. That's the thing. Yeah, and I mean, she's. I I like her. I've always liked Nikki Cross. It's just I. It's scary. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it is. But I mean, like like you mentioned earlier, Paul Heyman. Um, fish off. Yeah, more hope than ever. Yeah, but it's like going back to the Mia and Shayna thing. One thing that I did see a lot of people saying, you know, as far as like being a little disappointed in the match and and not going, even with us knowing that she wasn't winning, were people saying, mm-hmm. "Well, I don't really think that she deserved to be there." I like the fact that she was there because to me, she's one of the most relatable. Just from a woman's standpoint, she's one of the uh, most relatable characters in NXT. Because I didn't know anything about Mia Yim until I saw her in, in the May Classic. And I was like, oh, I really like this girl. Let me just start to follow her now. She won me over then. Yeah, I mean, you know, like the same thing, like when I first saw her at NXT years ago, I just, you just liked her, you know, it was just, you know, she has that um, charisma, you know, she yes. just is very and I do. I disagree. People say she didn't deserve to be there. She that did at least have that feud with Bianca Belair prior to this, and she was the first and only person ever to pin Bianca. So I think that alone was good enough to get her in this title picture. But exactly, realistically, like who else would you have put in there? Because I mean, from my knowledge, you know, Dakota Kai still isn't cleared. Eo, you could have easily had Eo or Candice, but I, I was fine. Very happy with them being in their own storyline. Right. We've seen EO challenge Shayna, you know, a few times anyway. I mean, I would have loved to see Candace do it, but, you know, like I just said, I was very much fine with her and EO. Who else in there in NXT who could you have had, you know, put in that pit title match? Mia Yim, in my opinion, was the next one up. And it's, it's good that they did something new and fresh and they gave someone else a new opportunity because to me, that's what NXT is about. It's about the opportunities and you know, trying to build new stars because that's what the whole idea of NXT is building new new stars and grooming them for the main roster. Right, right. 
Yeah, I, so don't know I, who, I don't know who another candidate would have been. Yeah, when when you really look at it that way, when you take EO and Candace out of the picture, you know, there's Bianca and there's Mia, but even Bianca, we've seen her in the title picture a few times and so it, it, I'm not mad that they tried something new. So now um, for the main event, though, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. What was your opinions on this match? I thought that match was excellent, and they are – they're just – I look at them like – and I hate to compare, but like how Dean and Seth had just – how what it says say he called Dean like his wrestling soulmate. That's how <laughs> I look. That's how I look at those two because their chemistry is just ridiculous, and they just they just mesh and they just go together. And I'm glad that the story is over. Hopefully, I don't know, but I thought that match was amazing. I'm like, well, this match is going to slap guaranteed. So I know that I won't be disappointed in it. Yeah, that's that's the one good thing, you know. Is like we knew that this match was guaranteed going to be a good match, and right. then with the stipulation with the whole two out of three falls, and you know every fall having its own stipulation, that made it even more exciting. And how long was was this match? Like forty plus minutes long, or something like that. I think so. That's the only thing I really don't care for because I'm like, okay, the match is going to be great, but it's going to be long. <laughs> <laughs> fine with that if the match is booked well like I remember Johnny Gargano versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver yeah. New Orleans and I loved it oh, from top to bottom like I was so worn out after the match like I had to sit down and kind of take some deep breaths because I, I was just so into the match the whole time and I've never you know I've never seen a match that long honestly so it's like long matches can be good depending on how they're booked. Right. match was good. It was a very good match. I was a little disappointed when it came to the cage part because you saw a barbed wire wrapped around it. You saw like a a bag of, you know, God knows what. Of course, you know me. I'm thinking thumbtacks. (laughs) I'm thinking we're going to see blood. We're going to see, you know, something really hardcore. And we didn't. Like we saw Gargano chasing Adam Cole around with, you know, a little piece of barbed wire in his hand, and he really didn't do nothing with it. Right. And then, of course, when he emptied out that sack, it wasn't thumbtacks. It was just, like, pliers and all. So I was a little disappointed with, you know, my expectation for that stipulation. I was expecting it to be a little bit more hardcore, something more than just kendo sticks and stuff like that. At least it wasn't a kendo stick on a pole match. Oh, God, that's bad. <laughs> I will never – that was just one of the stupidest stipulations I've ever seen, honestly. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, the match was great. It's yeah. just, you know, when when you have a match with all this hardcore stuff, it reminds me of the Dean Ambrose WrestleMania match. Oh. Where every legend was given Dean Ambrose, like, you know, a prop, you know, that, you know, symbolizes them and – thinking that we're going to get this all this bar bar and all this crazy stuff mm-hmm. and we didn't get any of it so that kind of reminded me of that so I was a little bit let down but at the end of the day like I said it was a great match no it definitely was because those two together I mean I, Johnny can 
go with anybody. I can't really think of a Johnny Gargano or an Adam Cole match that I've seen in NXT where I'm like, oh man, that wasn't really that good. No, that's never been the case, especially with Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Especially. Tommaso Ciampa, um, Ricochet, uh, Andrade. Um, yes. Good. They were all five stars. Yeah. He is really... I want that. It's like, I feel like when he does eventually go to the main roster, I want them. It's like some people, I just want them to treat them with kid gloves. <laughs> <laughs> like treat them with kid gloves. Like how Kofi is being booked, I think, perfectly. I want that same hope for a lot of my favorites that are in NXT and that are going to come up. Me too. Like, you know, we talked about like, the fear of, you know, these wrestlers from NXT kind of, I do fear for Gargano. Like, I, I think he'll be fine there. I think the fans, the crowd, you know, we will be behind him at all times. Mm-hmm. I think it will be more of a Daniel Bryan kind of thing where they'll kind of brush him off at first. It, it just depends because I don't know what Vince sees in him. Like, you know, how he looks at him. I, I know Triple H loves him. Right. I'm sure um, Paul Heyman will be a big fan of him. I don't know about Bischoff. Like, I don't, I don't know the kind of mindset that Bischoff has. Mm-hmm. My, my biggest fear is Vince. He's going to say, oh, this guy is a little guy. You know, he doesn't have that look. But if the crowd gets, you know, behind him enough, kind of like you know, they did with um, Daniel Bryant years ago, mm-hmm. hopefully he can organically just get over and get the big push. But I want to see him have big matches like he had the next on the Gargano versus Daniel Bryant in a big match, and you know, even do some you know match with Andrade and you know some of these other wrestlers that get feuded with back in the next You're like, breaking up a little bit again. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Do I sound? Yeah. Say something again. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. Cool. But yeah, like I, I think he'll be fine. Honestly, I, yeah. do you think that? Uh, this is his send-off that he'll be coming to the main roster soon? I don't... I'm torn. I think it's, for me, it's like 60-40. I feel like there's still probably more for him to do in NXT, because if he left NXT, who's going to fill that spot? Exactly, because um, they don't... Like they just don't have it seems like a lot of you know big stars in the men's roster right now in NXT. And if you like you said, take away Gargano, who else? I mean, they got Matt Riddle, and yeah. I don't know how hard they're gonna push Keith Lee. I like that, uh, that priest guy, Damian Priest. Is that his oh, name? Oh, in person, he's so like he's like a mythical creature. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he's right there in the match that he had with Breeze at that mm-hmm. live event that I went to. I'm like, wow, this guy is really, really, really great. Yeah, but they, they do, but they of- do have people. They do have people from the um the breakout tournament. Yeah, they got a lot of them. You know, so like I said, they got the potential. They just need to like build them up, and they, there's a lot of. You know, wrestlers they got that um have that potential they just need the time to build them up and you know if they take away people too soon without building up these other rosters you know you we don't know what's going to happen you know like when it comes to star power and all that plays a big factor and you know ticket sales and all that kind of stuff too and you can't forget they they got Kushida 
Yes, yes. I, I really like that whole Back to the Future gimmick that he has. Yes. They need to start a storyline, maybe putting him against the Velveteen Dream or something like that. And, you know, he could win that, and the Velveteen Dream could go to feud with Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm I'm excited about what's going to be, like, just the product and, like, just being able to watch it and be a fan and not really what's going on backstage and what's this rumor. I mean, you know how I feel about that. I'm like, I don't care about what's going on backstage. I just want to watch this and enjoy it as a fan and not be overly critical. And they should have, no, they're going to do what they want to do, guys. Let's just let's just hang tight and watch. Not saying you can't have your opinion, but even with people coming from NXT to the main roster, I try to look at it like okay. I like I look at Liv Morgan, for example. They had her with the Riot Squad. And they found their footing as a group and then they broke them up. But I'm like, you know what? With stuff like that, you just gotta give it time. Yeah. People are very quick to bash, you know, st- you know different ideas. You don't know what the payoff's gonna be. Exactly, exactly my thought. Like, okay, let's let's just give it a chance because y'all are acting like you know Vince personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's comical to me, you know, for the most part. But I'm like, just we just got to give it a chance, even if it's a lot longer to your liking i just i don't know yeah, some, like sometimes when it takes some time it makes the payoff even better exactly like i still have hope for ec3 i really do i cuz i would have i would have had him in the the king of the ring tournament but i'm like oh he's Hmm, he's not in that either. So maybe they're doing something else. I'm just trying to look at the bright side of the glass half full. I am too. I thought he was going to be pushed pretty strong because he has that he has that look that you know Vince McMahon loves. Right. He was a great heel character in NXT. Like, you know, walking around backstage with the suit on and the sunglasses. Like, I think they, he had potential. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a backstage thing. I know they do like to punish wrestlers if they have, you know, backstage issues you know, with attitude and all that. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, because when I, I when I had met Matt Hardy a few years ago, that, that was when he was feuding with EC3, and he had mentioned that EC3 staff. Like, I don't know if he was just saying that to be funny or if he was serious, but, like, he does come, come off to me as, like, someone who would actually be an asshole. I'm not trying to judge or just assume, but that could be a factor. But every time I see him on TV, he just does not do anything that he's doing. Yeah, they just have him, and this is no shade towards anybody. They just have him, you know, just kind of sporadically come out with for the 24-7 title thing. But then at the same time, I'm looking at it like, okay, yeah, he's doing that. They did the same thing with Cedric Alexander and... I lose my shit when he comes out every week. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes it's just waiting because the, the thing is, WWE has such a large roster, you cannot push everyone at the same time. So sometimes you just have to stick it out, do whatever they have to yes. do, and you'll get your opportunity. You know, if you continuously just kind of like give up and lose hope and you know, have that kind of attitude, you know, you might not get that chance. And I don't think he's doing. 
put himself in. I still would love him get some kind of push. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like he would be like a really good like leader of a faction, like with him and Bobby Roode, and maybe even now I'm torn here, like him, Bobby Roode, and. The revival, Ooh. but then I I kind of want to see the revival with Randy Orton, so I don't know. That does seem pretty interesting. I like that. Like they can just dress up in suits and be like, <laughs> maybe maybe like because I like the Hollywood revival where they were just like being divas. I loved it. <laughs> so I'm like they could just dress up in suits and be like modern day Ric Flairs without the robe. I mean. The possibilities, okay. That would be tight. Anything's going to win that. Oh, my God. I was just talking to somebody about this. We were talking about this last night. I'm torn. But it's like, you know what? They have all these great people. Watch it be like Baron Corbin or something. (laughs) (laughs) They announced everyone that's in it. I don't remember seeing his name. Yeah, I believe he's in it. I mean, preferably, I feel like Samoa Joe would kill that role. Uh, who there? Uh, Ziggler isn't he in it? Um, you know what? Let me look up the list because I know it's um. Let me look up the list because it's a lot of good people. Yeah, uh, let's see, King of the Ring tournament. So for Raw, there's The Miz, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin. Sami Zayn and Cesaro. Then for SmackDown, there's Kevin Owens, Ali, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Elias, Andrade, Buddy Murphy, and Shelton Benjamin. I am hella torn, and they made this really complicated, but I think that's the point, because I'm rooting for so many people. Ideally, I would love for them to like, okay, Shelton, here's your chance again. I know that probably won't happen, so there's that. Any as far as like from Raw, the Miz, mm. but you know what? I take the Miz out because I feel like he deserves to be in the championship in the Universal Title picture. Yeah, him and uh Seth Rollins, I think, would have a really good you know set of matches. Definitely, um, yeah. Because remember what what I don't remember what pay per view that was where Miz and Seth opened, and I'm like, oh, they set the tone for the whole show. I don't remember that one. I might I might have missed that pay per view because for the last like, two years I've been working on Sunday, so I had to like catch up on things, you know, the day after. So I might have been doing that. Yeah. I'm wondering if it was like SummerSlam from last year. It was something, but I'm like, wow, they really set the tone. This is amazing. I like Ricochet, and I know how you feel about yes. him, but thank you. His- Thank you. Next, his name on uh, Twitter is King. Thank you. Next, uh, <laughs> I mean from Raw, I feel either Samoa Joe or Cesaro. I do like Samoa Joe. The idea of him when um, Cesaro, <sighs> I love Cesaro. Dude. They tried pushing him before with like him being a Paul Heyman guy and all that kind of stuff, and it failed. They, I want this King of the Ring to go right because they, they it used to be a yearly thing, and they they went away with it. But the last like two times they did it, they failed. They had Sheamus win it the one year, 
And then they had Wade Barrett went at the right. other, and they did absolutely nothing with either one of these wrestlers. To me, winning the King of the Ring means, you know, a better future. It's someone who's going to get pushed. I'm not confident in WWE doing that with Cesaro. I'm more confident in them doing it with, like, a Sabella Joe or even, like, a Ricochet. Yeah, because it's like, I feel like with Samoa Joe, I mean, he makes anybody look good at their job, but I want him to win a match that counts. Yes. He... And winning a tournament would count. Yes, it would. Especially if, you know, they had the right storyline, too. Like, did you ever see, like, when Stone Cold won it back in 96? No. No. He won it against um, Jake the Snake, and he cut this like, mega heel promo after. Uh, I'm going to have to send you that, the promo after um, after we're done. This It's only like a minute-long promo, but oh my god, it was fire, and it, it that was the beginning of you know, the big run that he had throughout you know, his career. And to me, I want you know, Samoa Joe to win this and then go out there and cut this like really heelish promo or something. You know, right, something impactful, something to remember because um, Austin's uh, promo that he cut was how he got the Austin three sixteen kind of you know, mm-hmm. you know name. You'll see that in the video, but yeah, like, to me, like King of the Ring needs to mean something again, like it used to back in the day. And I don't understand why WWE like stopped doing it because to me, if anything, it would be a good like you know something like special for the the network. Yeah, I I think it's going to be good with the people that they have chosen. This is like really the cream of the crop here. Yes, these are people that I see like when they come out, people lose their shit and they go crazy. These are people that you want to see more of. So the people that they have in it, even though I'm kind of surprised that Bobby Roode wasn't in it. Yeah, because he would. I don't need this. I don't need to see him. And this is a no way shade. Well, I guess it is shade. I don't need to see him versus no way Jose. No, no. no. <laughs> I, I would love the like, King Robert. Yes. And him coming out, yes. His head, doing that, you know, entrance that he does. That would have, that would have been awesome. They could always insert him in. He can injure one of the you know competitors and take the spot or something like that. But yeah, I don't think they're gonna. Maybe, maybe he could. Well, no, because that sounds mean. Even saying it, like maybe he could injure. <laughs> maybe he could take out. I just wanted to clean it up. If they were to do the whole thing that they did with um, at the Royal Rumble, with just kind of throwing Becky in when Lana got hurt, maybe he could take out Sami Zayn. Huh. As much, I mean, at the end of the day, if him taking out anyone means winning, I'm fine. I would hate for it to be Sami. You know, I love Sami. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely one of the better heels that's been underutilized lately. Like he's getting the TV time, but then they keep like making him look stupid on TV. Honestly, so maybe yeah, King of the Ring wouldn't be a bad idea either. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, because it's like with the stuff that he's saying, he's like, you know, I I think it would fit really well with him just saying, "Gosh, I cannot stand you people," but I'm the King of the Ring. Yeah. Yeah, he would he would make a good king. And then from the SmackDown side, 
I mean, honestly, like realistically, I would want like Elias would be the perfect choice. He would be a good choice, honestly. I wouldn't be mad about that. I also wouldn't be mad about um Andrade winning either. Oh yeah, that's yeah. He is pretty amazing. Speaking of Andrade, you know, he just uh, had that match with uh, Rey Mysterio, and what's up with Rey Mysterio? He seemed like he had a pretty emotional ending to that match. He was like crying. He said something about his family. He just like walked off. Do you think he's leaving the? I I wonder if this is, you know, because I look at it like, okay, yeah. Ray's had a really long career and he's helping to build a future superstar. Okay, that's great. Has Ray Mysterio ever been a heel or has he always been a face? I think he's always been a face. I don't ever remember him being a heel in any promotion. Oh, I, I was wondering because I'm like, I wonder if they're teetering on doing some kind of drastic change with them. Um... I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I just think it would be weird if they like turned him heel at this, you know, time of his career. He's at the clearly at the end of his career. I think it would be an odd time to turn him heel. Yeah. But you never know. If they're gonna turn him heel, they better do something big with him though. That's my thing. I don't want them to turn him heel and just him just be another guy in the mid card. Kind of like with Shinsuke, like after he turned heel and his feud with uh, Styles was over, he was just another guy, and they just randomly paired him up with like Rusev and all that. Like I want to see like a guy like Rey Mysterio who's been a part of this business for so long. I want to see him be one of of the you know top heels of the company at least. I think it would be hot if like he kind of did something. Well, no, because that's what Andrade is doing. Like, kind of like a lie, cheat, steal gimmick. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be kind of dope as an homage to Eddie Guerrero, but I, I don't know what that's about, honestly. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing him actually, like, wrestle without a mask. Wrestle without a mask? Yeah, because he did it in WCW for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to do anything different with his character. Why not? I mean, we've seen him you know, we'll do the whole mask gimmick for two decades now, you know, if you're going to do anything different with it, why not? Yeah. I can't, I kind of can't wait to see where that goes, but that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to do something with them, why not? You know, so I am interested to see the direction that they're going with them. But one last thing I wanted to bring up, because we were just talking about King of the Ring. A lot of people on Twitter have been, you know, um, talking about, you know, wanting to, uh, queen of the ring do you think they'll actually do that that would be awesome but then I feel like they would need more women I mean they got a good amount of women on that roster when you really like count everyone and they could always you know temporary bring up some of the NXT girls as well yeah it's like I feel like with a lot of the women that they have now there's Dana I always thought Dana was good but they keep her on main event why there's Sarah Logan. She won the Battle Royal at WrestleMania for what? I feel like I haven't seen her since. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the um well, no, she and it's like with a lot of the women, they have them it's the same women that we see weekly or they have them paired in tag teams. Yeah. So, so to me, it would be a good way to like 
utilize a lot of those, you know, under um, well, the, the women that we don't see too often, and give right. them spot like you mentioned with Dana Brooke and Sarah Logan and all that. Um, it would be. I honestly would love if they did that. If they had Morgan win it. Oh, that would be great. Because I mean, I don't know when she's gonna come back. I thought she was gonna come back, you know, this week, honestly. But um, I guess they're holding that off. But that would be kind of cool. Um, especially because she has that like Harley Quinn kind of thing. Yes. You know, I can see her like being like that, like evil, crazy queen kind of gimmick or something like that. But I mean, I have. And you know what else would be good is I know you. I don't know how you'd feel about. Well, no, because you said you would like it if you know Amber's like, look, I'm tired of this shit, and they turn her heel, <laughs> and then Amber won. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yes, I would love that. Like, I do want to see Amber heel really bad, but they got to do it right. They yeah. have to do it right. She's one of those wrestlers because she's she has such a baby face vibe to her. If you're gonna turn her heel, you gotta have a good, you know, rock solid plan with that. You know, I just I and I want her to turn heel, even just taking Queen of the Ring out of it. Let's say that because I thought about this, if they turned her heel and then like they could kind of tell the story again with the roles reversed with her and Asuka, if they split up Kabuki Warriors, yeah. I just think they need to break them up. Yeah, at this point, if they're not gonna put those. There's um titles on them. There's really no point because I, I really like Oscar and even Kyrie saying the single stars. I mean, I was initially disappointed anyway because I was I preferred you know the Sky Pirates, you know EO and uh Kyrie. It was nice seeing Oscar at least get put in something because they weren't doing anything anyway. Right. But I want to see Oscar, you know, challenge for some of these titles now. Like I, I don't really care to see her against Bailey again. I mean, their matches are good, but I want to see. Asuka versus um, um, Ember again. I want to see that feud again. I want to see Asuka versus Sasha again eventually. And even, um, yeah, she could fight Kyrie Sane. She could turn heel and have a match with Kyrie Sane. I would love to see that. Yeah, or even Asuka versus uh, Sonya Deville. Huh, that wouldn't be bad. Sonya's good. And I'm like, can we? Can I see her a little more? But, you know, we just got to wait and see. I'm not going to be impatient. <laughs> yeah, like like we mentioned, there's so much talent. You can only do so much at this, you know, at once and all that. But um, from what I heard, they're supposed to do away with um, the wild card rule. I don't know how much truth there is to it. I mean, we hear rumors all the time online. Some of them are blind. If that's the case, then that means that opens up you know, the opportunities again for a lot of these stars, especially the women, so maybe yeah, we'll get to see something with Sonya Deville, because ever since her, you know, her and Mandy's rivalry with Ember was over, they kind of just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. That's all I can really say, because it's so much to be talked about, and so much that's going to happen or not happen, so just got to wait and see. Exactly. It, it's it's been a fun, you know, two months, and you know, especially with Sasha returning and all that, I'm really excited for this, you know, upcoming week as well. Right. And, uh, I'm excited to see what the cards gonna look like for Clash of Champions. You know, of course, you know, I'm gonna be peeking at these uh these spoilers for the 
next set of tape um nxt tapings too who i'm pretty sure today when we're done this after i send you that stone cold thing i'm gonna check that out see if um they're recording Again, Stephanie, for uh, joining me two weeks in a row. I really appreciate that. Hey, no problem. I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. I um, feel like you're going to be like the official NXT guest for my show. And that's that's fine with me because I'm like getting into watching it weekly. So that'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so, um, definitely. Um, you know, like I mentioned, you know, we will be on YouTube. I think we're going to be on yeah. Next week, officially, I um podcast Amazon, so we should be uh, getting on that soon. So there's gonna be a lot of changes with the channel and all that. So I'm definitely excited to have you on again in the future, and uh, just wanna you know let you know um also uh, what else is going on soon. Um, like I mentioned, you know the Google Hangouts is how we're gonna be doing it. If that's something you're interested in in the future. Okay, gotcha. Just a message for everyone who's uh, listening today. Don't forget, we are on Facebook. Of course, you know, we're on Twitter. Uh, we have the Facebook page, the Facebook group. Hopefully, down the road, we'll be on Instagram, too, depending on, you know, the popularity of the channel. But, um, yeah, thank you again, Stephanie, for joining. I hope you have a great night. You do the same. Thank you. Thank you. All right, later.